Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Spaceman from Pluto podcast. I'm your host Dan and as usual I'm joined by Ben, James and Christian. Today on the podcast, uh, we're feeling a bit supernatural, shall we say, a little bit mysterious. Why is this though, guys? Why Why is this? I don't um, know, Dan, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why that... are we feeling supernatural? <laughs> well, I don't know if any of our listeners are aware, or if you guys are aware, but UFOs are real now. Yeah. They exist. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of flew under the radar, didn't it? <laughs> Literally, yes. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, according to the US government, um, and according to, recently, Obama himself, um, there's mysterious craft that are just flying about in the sky, and nobody knows what they are. <laughs> <laughs> the very definition of a... <laughs> the very definite, although they're 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 being called UAPs. This is the new uh, modern term UAPs. Um, Unidentified for un- aerial anal probe. Almost. <laughs> I'm not saying which one's closer. <laughs> no, Christian is closest. Un- unidentified uh, aerial projectile. No. Unidentified pizza un- projectile. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yes. It's pineapple. <laughs> pineapple it's actually unidentified aerial phenomena oh. that's the new the new term is the it new is it uap now to get away from like because everyone thinks ufo means alien probably yeah yeah i think I, th- I think it probably is i think ufo sounds is. very conspiracy theory tinfoil hat wearing yeah 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 i, th- I think it's just been associated with fiction to the point where they've just had to rename ufos <laughs> so yeah the um the pentagon has been studying this stuff they've actually been there was some kind of behind the scenes kind of secret almost like x-files type um sort of team of people the smoking called, man called a tip <laughs> i don't quite know what that stands for and it's not quite as cool as x-files but they were called A-tip. <laughs> <laughs> and and they they're pretty stumped um so <laughs> To, to kind of vaguely bring this back on, on topic, as we are a film and television podcast, um, I, well, I would thought we'd mark this occasion by talking about some of our favourite alien films, UFO-based films, and TV. But um, before we start, though, first two questions, guys. Um, do, you, do you guys know more about the backstory of this? Because I want to actually talk about it a little bit before we delve into yeah, it. Yeah, I think we've got to talk about yeah, the real yeah. stuff. I, I don't really know yeah, anything. Yeah. Sure. And secondly, have you all Not remembered... About anything. <laughs> have you all remembered your tinfoil hats today? Oh, I've not... Wait, I've, bear with. I oh. really have. <laughs> <laughs> have you got That them? is mint. I can make one out of a little Easter egg. <laughs> I've got. Bear with. Should we, all, should we all go and make one? <laughs> I mean, we could do, and then we could just cut. I do. I do have some tinfoil. <laughs> Come on, Christian, go, 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 go. What the fuck has this podcast become? <laughs> like when we started, we were like, "Oh yeah, we all quite like films. We call to talk about that on the internet." Who would have thought six months in, we'd all be sat here in tinfoil fucking hats? We're just losing. Our, we're just losing our minds collectively <laughs> over the course of twenty-six episodes. <laughs> 
I feel more relaxed. I feel kind of more meditative, like I can think clearly for the first time in 30 years. Yeah, because you've not got the government uh, brainwaves going into exactly. your brain, mate. You exactly. The, I was saying because it's keeping all the memories stored in his yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> I'm glad you guys are taking this seriously. <laughs> Your move, Green. Very seriously. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm gone. <laughs> they can hear me. They can hear me. Oh, Get it back on. We're now going to have a serious discussion <laughs> on <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> do you what? So, do you, what do you guys know about this? Because I did mention it on the last podcast. I wanted a quick conversation about the actual what is going on. I don't know how much you know. How much do you need explaining? Like nothing really. Oh, okay. Interesting. I would say. I would say for the. For the average man, the Jameses, let's, let's explain it like they're five. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, um, over the course of the last couple of years, uh, footage has come to light of these UAPs, uh, mostly footage that's derived from the military, from the U- United States military. While they've been out on exercises, their fighter planes and such. Um, and the footage shows these craft, whatever you want to call them, um, kind of flying about as a normal craft would, and then subsequently pulling off some mad like maneuver that's outside of our current understanding of physics and has no real explanation. Um, there are no signs of any like wings or anything on these crafts. There's no sign of any propulsion or anything like that. Uh, it's basically just completely unexplained. And um, so this footage has been floating about for a while, and the pilots have actually come out and said, "Yeah, this is this was real. We we saw it. Um, this is legitimate footage." Um, and they've done various interviews with various people. But what's kind of like brought it to prominence lately? Is that uh, you guys ever heard of the show Sixty Minutes? It's like an American yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of news show. It's been going a decade. This show, like I'm pretty sure it's been going about fifty years or so. It's really, really kind of well regarded. It used to be very well regarded back in the day, back when people watched TV, you know, live TV. Um, but they released a little segment where they basically got all these pilots together. They got a various other people who were associated with um, the study of these aerial phenomena together. I know James is trying not to laugh. Honestly, oh, every I just keep looking at like it's all stood there in these fucking tinfoil exactly. hats, and it exactly. keeps making me giggle. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous, but we keep them on. We oh, keep I love going. it! I love it. Sorry, but keep we can't going, talk keep about going. this stuff without wearing them. <laughs> yeah, the government will stop us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this. Oh! Uh, Oh no! <laughs> ben, get it back on. hat's falling off. Uh, I can't wait for at one point the hat to fall off and him to go catch it and knock something slightly, and then the, his entire mic arm just to fall off the desk. <laughs> I keep sort of looking at myself and thinking, where have I gone wrong here? Like, what's happened? <laughs> where have you like, gone right, mate? Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I appear to be wearing a piece of tinfoil on my head live on the internet. Anyway. Let's Not crack live. on. Not live. Not live. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sixty minutes did this segment where they got the pilot in question. They got a couple of pilots. This guy's called Commander David Fravor. He's a very credible guy. He's, in his own words, not a UFO guy. He doesn't have any kind of axe to grind in that way. 
he's not a conspiracy theorist or anything. He's just a proper straight-laced guy. Um, he came on and said, yeah, this is, like, real. This is what I saw. His wingman came on and said, yep, <laughs> I saw it in my plane as well. All it, and, and then another pilot came on when we were seeing these every day. And the US government has basically said, yes, these videos are real. We don't know what they are. The pilots are telling the truth. These things are completely mysterious. It doesn't mean they're aliens, but they are unidentified. And we don't know what they want or who they are. It could be a foreign government. You know, it could be some uh, a government who has, you know, outstripped the United States technology. Oh, oh, my posters fell off the wall. <gasps> oh, they're listening. God, I think... See a little eye with a peephole behind it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I find it very I find it very fascinating because I'm quite a skeptic when it comes down to these things. I guess I just wanted to ask you guys what you think. Um, are you skeptical towards this kind of stuff? And also, like, why isn't it being discussed more? Because it seems like a pretty big deal. That, that is like, what's mental. The government is like Obama has said. Yeah, they are real. They are real. It's not a question of like if then oh they're probably not real or these this footage has been doctored and there's some other explanation. It's like they are real. We just don't know what they are. So it seems like it should be like bigger news, <laughs> really. What do you think? It is, what do yeah, you it, think? It, that's that's the most mental thing about this is that it happened and it's just really gone sort of for the most part unspoken about. This should be huge news that would be everywhere. No one would like. Stop talking about it. I'd barely even heard of it. Yeah, I think because it's like because it's not um, like a, a scene out of a movie where the UFO lands and a Martian walks out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's killing yeah. us. It's probably Honestly, as close as we're gonna get though. I I think it's it? probably it's probably one of them things where because there has there is this such a like culture and sort of stereotype for sort of UFO conspiracy nuts and that sort of thing. Even now the government coming out and saying, yeah, these these are unidentified, you know, the un- unidentified possible spacecraft. People have just turned around and gone, ah, they're, they're just giving the conspiracy nuts what they want so they'll shut up. Yeah. yeah what Isn't if that... they're lying? What if the government's just lying? Yeah, that, I was they would say... never do that to us, would they? I, know, I, was, sure. gonna, I was gonna say there's two conspiracies working against each other. People are like, <laughs> oh, I believe in aliens, and then the government are like, oh, well, yeah, okay, fine, we'll come <laughs> yeah. out, we'll say that there is some unidentified craft that we're trying to, you know, identify, and now people are like, Ah, but we don't trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> the government yeah. are trying to control us. They're lying. I just us. read it more than you. Exactly. Yeah. I've I've actually heard that 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 people are thinking, oh yeah, that the government are lying. It's just an excuse to be able to put up the military budget and spend a load of on defence. Um, but these Space are the same force. people. Are, yeah, saying that it's like the basically. Yeah, exactly. That's the, one of the things was that that's why he made the space force because he knew about these like aliens or you know whatever they are. But yeah, it's like I guess we are in the middle of like you know pandemic. The media's attention is elsewhere. But still, I feel like <laughs> if this kind of came out ten years ago, people would be going mental and say, "Yes, it's an actual like what is going on? It's proper like mystery." But no, can you imagine? No, even ten years ago, imagine if this came out in the nineties. People lost their shit just because we were approaching the year two thousand. <laughs> exactly. They found out that there were spaceships. They would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it's just very much because 
everything is just noise now, isn't it? Uh, like it's just another thing that's happened, and you need someone to kind of like contextualize it because actually, like the sixty minutes interview didn't actually give anyone anything new. It's just because like they put it into a nice package mm. and interviewed these pilots in this nice segment. These pilots have already been interviewed like individually on various shows and it's on YouTube and it has been for years and the footage, you know, some of the footage that is dated from 2004. It's not like it's mega recent or anything. Some of it is more recent, but it's just, it just had, has to have someone to come along and put it into a nice presentable package that All is bite size. Yeah. yeah. That, do, that, uh, that keeps people's attention for five, you know, 10 minutes because people don't have any attention span anymore. And it's already like, we're already out of date, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this happened like a week or so ago. And it's like, it feels like it stopped trending. Like it's, it's one of those things that that's kind of, it's just a thing that's on at the top of Twitter for a couple of days or yeah. people are just, go, yeah, it's just bizarre well, though. You know, Taylor Swift bought a new dog or something. So people have forgotten. <laughs> exactly. Brad Pitt won custody of his kids. That's bigger news. Now. I mean, look how pointy that is though. That is mad. <laughs> It's really sharp. It is powerful. That's powerful. That could kill a man. Am I allowed to take it off because my head's dead sweaty? Not until we stop talking. You can't take it off. Oh, no. Once we move on to the film section, you can take it off. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Here's what. So, do you guys believe in aliens and extraterrestrial life? I want to believe. Oh, there he goes. In in the sheer amount, like how big the universe is. Yes. Like, in terms of, like, just mathematics and probability, there has to be something out there. I don't yeah. believe in Martians no. and flying green men and the circular <laughs> UFO spacecraft. Yeah. Flying green Little green men. Little green men that fly. Or flying green men. You know. <laughs> it just implies they can fly. Sometimes they don't have any craft. Uh, Martian can, fly. can fly. Oh, God. So, like, Sometimes like, they're grey. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it's like if there's, like, some sort of bacteria, that counts. Yes. You know. So yeah, like, I'm, by I'm, sheer maths, then yeah, and also yeah, yeah I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, but like the the yeah, like the maybe in the solar system we we have um, life in the form of you know microbial life, or maybe even slightly more evolved life. Who knows? But in the universe at large, yeah, it's I'd say it's very unlikely that something hasn't evolved at some point, or there is other stuff out there that's. What? That's complicated. By, by, as by the sheer law of maths, it has to exist out there because it's infinite. So eventually, it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like how we got here, as far as science is concerned. Ah, uh, yes. It's all. You look stupid now, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> he's like Chris Rock inspired with the backwards. Like, he's trying to be cool. He he's like a Chris so backwards can fall cat. He's like a cool guy. There you go. I've made it work. I think this might be our least audio friendly podcast we've done so far. So it's, right. it's not very friendly for our <laughs> so, audio listeners. Sorry, Spotify and iTunes. If they're, if they're, in, if they're listening, they can go to YouTube, man. It's all right. Dan, what do you think these videos, these crafts, what do you think <laughs> That's they a are? Good, that is a do good you question. think they're flying green men? <laughs> little, <laughs> little flying green men. Um, maybe, but probably not. 
Like, I don't, I have no idea what they are. I don't think they're aliens. I don't know if aliens are that fussed about us. Like, <laughs> so I, like may, maybe, it's, I mean, these, these craft are mad. Like, they just completely, like, defy any, if they're genuine, if they're real, and there's not been some sort of, like, mad misunderstanding or mix-up or glitch in the cameras or, you know, any amount of things could disprove this, basically. It's still, like, even though the government is saying they're real, it could still be something explainable you know mm. within you know what we know about physics so far Burden. but yeah it's a bit it's a magpie or something yeah <laughs> um but like but just a smudge um, on my lens but the yeah, the, the, the craft are, are said to have like done some stuff that's just crazy like they accelerate at, at rates that are just impossible like one of them dropped from eighty thousand feet to twenty thousand feet in, in two seconds and it was tracked on the radar. It's like multiple. It's not just eyesight. It's plane sensors. It's radar. It's like these things were there doing that according to all the military sensors and everything. And according to all the eyewitness accounts. So I don't know if I, it's it's something that's far in advance of what we currently know. And maybe that means it's aliens. And it would be kind of cool. I really want it to be. But I just feel like it's something else. My little pet theory is that it's time travel. Tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> <laughs> My tinfoil hat, hat theory. Yeah, aliens ridiculous. Time travel much more feasible. I feel like it's more. It's actually more feasible <laughs> than, than it being a little alien guy driving this thing about. Like maybe because if if time travel does exist, then they're going to have to come back to us at some point. Like come back Isn't to this the, timeline. Isn't it about time travel that it's not possible unless. You can only go back up to the point you've invented the machine that allows you to travel through time. I, I mean, all, all bets are off when it comes down to this. Or maybe it's just because it's all just made up. It doesn't... None of it. Because well, I always no. thought this when I was well, younger. If time travel is ever invented, would that then not sort of have to mean that every time is, almost, is happening simultaneously? Because the thought process came from Doctor Who. It's like... When they go back in time and have their little adventure, when they then go forward in time, that timeline seems to carry on going if they can dip back into it. Yeah. So all I mean, time periods why... must be running simultaneously if time travel ever exists. This is why time travel, as far as films and TV goes, is so notoriously difficult to do properly yes. because there's so many paradoxes and like loopholes and, and things that just don't make sense. Um there's tons that there's one the, my favorite one is like in days of future past with um wolverine at the end where it turns the out stop. that like dan is bringing up of his own volition a comic book film this wasn't <laughs> let's, just, let's take <laughs> a moment he was wasn't a... baited it wasn't the topic there's no because new finally. marvel movie coming out that he has to talk about he brought it up it's the hat it's a moment it's the hat. yeah you think i'm thinking clearly <laughs> Sorry, I had to acknowledge that he... No, it's true. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I can't quite remember the details because I've not seen this film in a good few years, but basically, in the film, Wolverine is... um, He lives in one timeline and then ends up living in another timeline. I think he continues living on that timeline, or I think he goes back... consciousness, Yeah, but then he, he lives an entire life and then suddenly remembers the his former life in a different timeline and it's almost yeah. like it erases everything he knows of like his current life and it's just this really if you look 
like a bit closer and more deeply into like actually what that means for that guy it's like really horrible because he's yeah. just kind of like he's had this whole life in this timeline that he's lived for i think it's like decades that he's lived in this timeline yeah. and then suddenly it's just kind of erased yeah. and it's like oh okay so that's t- 25 years of his life that have just been because it doesn't quite make sense because the internal logic doesn't make sense because it's time travel and time travel is basically innately this really really complicated thing where you just run into tons of problems and yeah it's films are one thing real life you know is is also do you you want to know what makes even less sense about that film dan when he goes back in time his past timeline is running concurrently to his future one so it's like there are bits where he's getting hurt in the past and his body's freaking out in the future as if it's happening at the same time so the timelines are running at the same time and that just that gets even messier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as the logic of planning went for that film, they went, oh, wouldn't it be cool if James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart were on screen at the same time? Yeah. And they yeah, just whacked that in. <laughs> but uh, you know, we, we, we've got a third film after that. Should we not say it for that? Nah, do it. Roll it out now. Do it now. Roll but, it out, but the third one will feel a bit anticlimactic, won't it? Yeah, it's fine. We're going to do a fourth one as well. It'll be worse. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just do it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll make the third one a lot better with a fourth one. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean did it. That's why they made Dark Phoenix. <laughs> all it all land. makes sense now. <laughs> Yeah, because Pirates of the Caribbean did it. Pirates of the Caribbean 3 isn't very good until you watch Pirates of the Caribbean 4 and you go, oh my god, 3's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very, it's, very, it's very interesting, I think. It's very interesting. And I just do wonder why it's not more um, it's, it's, it's not more well-known, this, yeah. this report. Because it does seem like a big deal, especially if like... As soon as Obama said it, I know that Obama's not exactly like the most trustworthy person on the planet already, but he's pretty well regarded and he seems generally pretty sound and sane <laughs> and pretty credible. And when he's saying like, yeah, there are things that are up there, we don't know what they are. He simply has, he has gone on record saying that a former president of the United States. Of all the presidents we mind, had of recent, who thought that it wouldn't be Trump to start going, yeah, aliens are real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as the, as, as, if they are aliens, if this, if this does turn out to be aliens, as long as they're friendly, because I don't want to have to owe Roland Emmerich any sort of apology <laughs> down the line. Speaking yeah, they'll of, be um, friendly. Speaking of time travel in movies, I, I have, a, have you heard about the this film called The Tomorrow War or something with Chris Pratt? Yes. The trailer came out the other day. It's a film where Chris Pratt lives in like our present, right? And then like 30 years in the future or whatever, some aliens attack and there's a war going on, probably to do with time travel or whatever. And soldiers from the future come back to our time and recruit soldiers of the present to fight in the future to help them and stuff. Right. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's something there. And then I watched like the trailer and it's just like generic Chris Pratt action movie with tentacle aliens. And I thought today, I oh, wouldn't it have been cooler if instead of making like a generic military action film, they should have like gone back through all of time and got humanity's ah, best cool. so- the Spartans, the Greeks. <laughs> no, the Spartans are Greek, aren't they? Yes. The yeah. Romans, yeah. the Spartans, <laughs> Napoleon. They should have just the got Celts. like the, Ke- the, the Celts. The, the the Celtics, the Rangers, they should have they should have got like they should have done this like mad movie of like humanity's best soldiers fight against like some aliens, and then it's, it just looks like a generic action film. No, I just no, need to get that out there. It, so it, it, it just cool. looks like um, I, I watched the trailer and I, I was like, this kind of reminds me of uh, what was it? Was it Edge of Tomorrow with yes, yeah, Sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Where I, 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 I watched that film and I was like, this this was actually pretty good, but it was one of those films where I was like, 
it's kind of generic and there, there could have been more done with it. What, Edge but... of Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I really liked Edge of Tomorrow. I thought it was good. I just thought it was like, it, I don't know, it felt very it just typical. really poorly? I mean, it, it performed was... poorly enough that they changed the name. That's what I mean. Well, no, they didn't change the name, didn't they? Wasn't it like when they released it on DVD and Blu-ray? Yeah, it's yeah really They confusing. just, like, plastered it with Live, Die, Repeat. And then the title, Edge of Tomorrow, is like, right in the bottom. Yeah, but that, that no that, one that's because if you lock it up now, it's different. called Live, Die, Repeat. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah it's really strange. Because they rebranded it. They, they have teased a sequel, and the sequel is called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. That's I mean, that, awful. That's, it's that's, awful. That's, a, that's the that's worst stupid. possible name they could give it. <laughs> it's still called Edge of Tomorrow on IMDb. Yeah, it's, it's it might weird. Be in America, maybe in America it's called maybe, that. I, that makes sense. Huh. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a shame. So I thought, oh, it would have been really. You could have had like humanity's best soldiers in like a war against like some aliens and time travel. And that. But it's just Chris Pratt doing the military, and it's like oh, it's just the same. It's all the same. Um, but yeah, little green men, Dan. Um, yeah, I don't it's know. Probably, I it's probably it just is. another government testing about, or it is just they're lying. Yeah, I or mean, there's some, there's something I thought there, isn't there? There's something, but even Definitely. if it is, even, even if it is a uh, experimental aircraft, um, it's still doing stuff that is far in advance of what oh, I know what it is. Oh God, here we go. It's you know, give it a couple of days, and Elon Musk will hold <laughs> a whole press conference where he throws his cards away and goes, "I am Iron Man." Hmm. <laughs> I thought you say, "I am an alien." I thought that was more, <laughs> all that. That's both more are pretty believable. believable. Yeah, yeah. He is a Martian man, definitely. Him Elon and Musk. Uh, <laughs> I you, uh, Elon Musk uh, just you know gets on stage and is like, "And this is the new Tesla." <laughs> yeah, but we put it in space. <laughs> it, it goes into space. You know, it, it, this it, this is my car. It came back from space, and this is what it looks like now. Yeah. I think Elon's an alien. Zuckerberg is is an android or a robot. Or <laughs> he's a lizard. Oh, he's a lizard. Yeah, that's his eye. Yeah. His eyes blink the other way. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so, I don't know, guys. Let's maybe have a conversation about our favorite alien themed films, UFO themed films. You know, that type of vibe. What do you think? Let's go. Let's do it. Can we yeah. take these off now? Yes! Oh, <laughs> So, yeah, who who wants to discuss uh, first? Who wants to chime in first? I'll go first. Whenever we have to bring something in, I always have two criteria that I try and think of. One, how can I shoehorn some comic book Marvel or DC in? And two, what's going to piss Ben off the most? <laughs> so, obviously, I'm going to talk about the most famous alien, Kal-El the Kryptonian. I'm going to talk oh about Smallville. He's actually oh. done it. He's Smallville, done it. yeah. Obviously, I will always find a way to bring how, up superheroes. How has it happened? This, what, what, I'll I'll honest, this was easy. <laughs> this was easy compared to some of the fucking tenuous links I've made. Yeah, man. True enough. Smallville's a great show. Smallville is the reason that why every time Superman comes up and people are like, he's a boring character, I'm like, he's fucking not. If you write him well, you can. And I think the, the reason that Smallville works is because they had the time to tell him well. They, are, they haven't got to be like, right, we've got half an hour to tell you what he's about, and then we're just going to have him punch shit. Smallville's about characters, and it's great. And, you know, we learn where he got his heat vision from. It's because he was a horny teenager. Was? Yeah. So... <clears throat> <laughs> the show opens with him having his super speed and his super strength. And then as it goes 
through, he picks up his other ones, like his X-ray vision and his super breath. Like the super breath comes from when he has a cold and when he sneezes, he finds out, oh, it's really powerful. The heat vision comes from when they have like a heat wave in the town of Smallville. It's really hot. And he has his sex education lesson with the substitute teacher who's all sweaty and like, oh, brushing And it's essentially a metaphor for like coming in his pants. Oh, for God's sake. I'm not even joking. That's where his heat vision stems from in this universe. Wow. And that's it. That's good, is it? And that's a yeah. quality. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, even that one, I was like, I mean, I get where they're going, going from, but a bit weird. But I, yeah, no, I just think it's a really good show for character. Interesting. I, mean, mm. I didn't have that much to say about it because you guys haven't seen it. I just wanted to piss Ben off with this decision. You know, yeah. it, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it pisses me off. Because um, Ben's going to talk <laughs> about another comic book alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, nah. Do you think Superman is a uh, is a boring uh, superhero, Ben? Fine question. Do you, what? Do you, what's your take on that? Uh, no, I, uh, I like Superman. So. I, I, I do think that um, Superman comes from an era where they did just keep adding on powers week by week to help him get through situations, and the fact that he is so powerful can make him boring. But I have had a friend before now put it more into perspective for me by saying that Superman embodies the ultimate comic book immigration story. Mm. And it is a very hmm. like powerful metaphor for living in a land that you don't understand and having to adapt. It's it's ironic because he's often sort of uh, like they quite often refer to him as the all American hero, and he's not. He's an allegory for immigration, which is yeah. very funny. Which is uh, ironically, I guess that's what America, America is, though, isn't it? It's yeah, just a nation. Really. It is a nation of immigrants, so maybe yeah, that's yeah. why it resonated as well on that level. Maybe because he's just as much as he can just he can be American as well. Because anyone can. I mean, all be Americans American. are immigrants. Yeah, exa- exactly. Well, not yeah. all of them. The natives. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about it, because he's always he's tied with good villains and there's good characters around him, and like in like all these super like. I know he's invulnerable other than kryptonite and sometimes magic but like in all these superhero movies like the DC and Marvel ones they're all invulnerable anyway because you know none of them will die so it doesn't really make any difference Hmm. yeah like they're not really going to get hurt like Thor is just as invulnerable as Superman (laughs) and so is Captain America so it doesn't really matter, does it? I suppose yeah, that's just movies. like main characters in general, though, isn't it? Really, like I, it's, I, not, it's not just superhero films; it's like all films. That's, well, tr- I, that's true, but I guess because in all film, they're not like from a source material where it keeps going, and the sequel's already announced. Maybe like yeah, uh, true. you know, we watched I, Army of the Dead. We know who's going to live, but we don't. Do you know what I mean? Like we know because we know st- structure of film and main characters, but we also don't know. But Superman. And Thor, like you do know. I, I th- However, I, I might th- died. So, well, I I think Superman. I, I think people's like sort of idea of Superman being overpowered isn't necessarily that he's invulnerable because there is, like you've said, a lot of invulnerable superheroes. The Hulk is invulnerable, but also the Hulk can't really control when he's going to turn into the Hulk, except when he can. Um, <laughs> Except when the and script needs him to. Yeah, and he just gets big and mean and angry. Whereas Superman, he has like heat vision. He can fly. He's super strong. Uh, he can, he can stop bullets. He 
sometimes can you know has x-ray vision he can sometimes shoot frost breath he he basically has any power that he needs whenever that's why i really like in the first one it's an element of his character that like it's because he can do all these things he can help so many but yet he can't help everyone oh that's yeah like a big part of him that like really crushes him and that like it's why in that in the third act it kind of ruins it all when he goes he does go back in time <laughs> it's a part of that like the emotional arc of him trying to save everybody he literally does save everybody by reversing the yeah, yeah. reversing I, time but uh, that, smallville doesn't do that the idea of it is uh yeah, this predated smallville you know if no. if super, if that 78 superman hadn't happened smallville would have done it <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I just really liked it because, like I said, it, it got time to expand the characters and you get loads of lore in there. It brings in all, like, a bunch of different characters dip in. It goes through, like, a lot of his powers, a lot of different types of kryptonite. You get quite... You, not, you don't spend much time on Krypton, but you get to see some of the lore and behind that. And it just it does cool little things. Like when we did Batman vs Superman, Ben, when you were saying it did things that you'd always wondered and wanted to see about, like, oh, what if someone shoots him in the head? There's, like, a little touch that they have in this I really like of... The way he knocks people out, he'll just like sort of walk up behind them and just tap them on the head. Yeah, and he knocks yeah. them out because he's so strong. I was like, he that's a cool be, yeah, little thought. Yeah. Is there a scene where he learns to shave? I don't think so. He never really has to. It's Tom Welling. He's just a beautiful, hairless man. Rubbish. Problem <laughs> <laughs> now. So, um, do we have any other picks, guys, that aren't superior? Uh, um, I, I mean, I know... I've already mentioned one, but when you were saying then, of there's footage and like these ships are doing maneuvers that they can't possibly do, but they are. That's yeah. literally an episode of the X Files. Yeah. Yeah. Which? Oh, what, which one? Is it the, the three this, dots? Uh, the it, yes, I think uh, it might be. In, yeah. It's um, like episode Mulder. two. Yeah, it's really early on. Yes, it is where Fox Mulder sneaks onto the airbase and then I think they wipe his brain or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. And it's really annoying because Scully doesn't see it and Mulder definitely does and it's yeah. proper proof of like aliens' existence and then they wipe his mind. Um, yeah, which is a running theme throughout X-Files especially, uh, series <laughs> one where Scully just misses out <laughs> on seeing, God, seeing the proof. I can't I, I, wait for the, the when we do the video on it, the edit of the Scully just walking into the room after something's happened. Something <laughs> yeah. <has> happened. <laughs> I will say, I think there was, a, there was a... I don't know if I talked about it on a previous podcast. It's a cool, cool like mystery film, like what's going on. It's on Amazon. It's quite a lower budget... It is a lower budget film called The Vast of Night. Did I talk about this? I don't think so. I don't think. I don't remember you talking about it. Um, it's a great little film, like proper indie film made on their own back, set in like the fifties, and it's like two students that work for, like the local, I think it's like the school radio station, and like while working on the switchboards, they pick up like weird frequencies and weird messages, and they're trying to figure out what's going on and stuff. Like there's an there's an awesome scene where it's like a young girl, like legit like seventeen, sixteen, at an old sw- switchboard. <laughs> Like 5060 switchboard. It's like a 10 minute take of her figure, do, working the switchboard, doing the calls of the school and the radio station, the live station, and also intercepting these radio signals of what this thing, this they think might be some sort of spacecraft uh, out up in the air and stuff. And they also, there's a bit of a mystery element with the townspeople, like, because I think it's near an air base as well. And they like, they get some calls saying, I know what it is. It's this. I don't want to ruin it for people, but that's a, that's a pretty great like kind of UFO film that um, is 
on Amazon. I think it's quite new as well, maybe last year. Um, yeah, great little movie. There's an awesome shot where like they took, they found a kid's like little mini quad bike in real life. They asked this kid if they could have his bike, and he said, "Well, stick a camera on it, and you just like." go through the town and he's had this great pov not kind of like evil dead in that style but mm. not like horror-y of going through the town so you get like the geography of everything like the school and then That's the station cool. all the characters and the houses and stuff you get you get the geography of all the characters yeah, it's really cool really cool little film about aliens and the, well, maybe not aliens all the mystery of what what is going on in this little town in the uh, in the 50s great little film the vast of night yeah really worth the watch it's got a weird. It had my only negative of it. It's got a strange, like deliberately fuzzy look to it. The cinematography is not right. great. It look, it's okay. it's a choice that I disagreed with. Do you reckon it's supposed like so? It looks like it's of the time. Kind of I don't know. That's the thing that it doesn't look of the time though. It just okay. looks like like like, H, when H, H, like when you get like a HD film and someone puts it on YouTube. It's in like three sixty p or four eighty. Yeah, this is clearly ten eighty taken down it looks if i can remember yeah it just looks a bit fuzzy sometimes and it's it, like look, it they, looks like a choice it's like strange. they've tried to make it found footage but it's also not a found footage movie yeah and it's not filmed in the found footage way um yeah. so it's just a strange visual mm. choice that you kind of just got a, you just got you you i have to get it. used to yeah just got accepted there's some great scenes though really great long take scenes in it mm. nice little low budget kind of movie and stuff um really good nice mm. i'll give that a look Vast of yeah, night, did you say? Yeah. The vast of night, yeah. It's sh- it's short, man. I could have. It's be- got to be barely ninety minutes. So I'll have a quick look while somebody else talks. Talking of long take scenes, um, one of I've not actually seen this film all the way through, and I really want to. Ninety uh, minutes. So James is having a heart attack. Sorry, I just like, like, you know when you sort of like hiccup and burp, but it doesn't come out; and it just goes down. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're swallowing like an air bubble, or yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, oh. I've died! <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's the government, man. It's yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Fascinated you. Take me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, talking about, talking of uh, long takes, um, has anyone ever seen Contact? I haven't. Contact? No. You haven't seen Contact? Uh, I think I own it, but I don't. Oh, you know, I, I've, I've not seen it all the way through. I've seen a lot of it, but I've not actually sat down and watched the entire thing. But it's, it's very much kind of up my street, I think. Um, for a start, it was written by Carl Sagan, who is a uh, he, he's he's dead now. He died in like the early nineties, but he's a very sort of prominent scientist, an actual scientist. He he was behind uh, the Voy- have you heard of the Voyager missions? Yes. Um, that kind of yeah, that basically are just somewhere out in deep space at this point because he set off in nineteen seventy one and like literally never looked back. Um, <laughs> In fact, to tell a lie, they did look back because one of the most famous images from that uh, mission is called the. Um... Oh, 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 I've forgotten. <laughs> Wait, really famous. No, quick, it's called the blue. Hat back on. <laughs> it's called the blue dot. It's called the blue dot. But I feel like there's something else, like other than other than blue dot. Hold on, I'll get. Well, it. he's saying no, no, contact no. as well. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. It's a Robert oh, Zemeckis film, oh. starring. Uh, People with very famous voices, both Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey are in it as well. I don't know McConaughey in this. Yeah. The image that I am talking about is called the Pale Blue Dot, um, and it's basically the Voyager as it was leaving, um, I think, the orbit of Saturn, or maybe it was leaving the um, inner solar system. It turned its cameras towards Saturn and uh, the rings of Saturn, and they managed to capture Earth 
like basically suspended in like a sunbeam um that was just kind of across the width of this entire image and it's basically just like a little pinprick of light and it's like voyager's last look at you know where we live and it was like very profound because like there's a thing that carl sagan writes in one of his books about it being like oh that's where everyone you've ever known and everyone that's ever lived and ever will live and every war that's ever been fought and everyone who's ever fallen in love and everything basically that's where it all is <laughs> just in that little pale blue dot suspended in a sunbeam you know <laughs> it's like oh okay christ kind of make try how small we are isn't it yeah it is very it's mental very insignificant yeah um but i'm in <laughs> yeah. it's all right i'm the protagonist of reality so i'm fine all right christopher nolan calm down <laughs> yeah. but um yeah there is a to bring you back to what i originally brought up content for there is a uh there's a long take scene in that that happens I- immediately it's the first shot of the film and it goes basically um from the planet earth and it kind of zooms outwards and outwards and outwards, you know, in the almost cliched kind of like, we'll pull back and pull back mm. as, and and we'll see how insignificant we are. And it ends with like, I won't spoil it because I want you guys to see. <laughs> but it's it's a very long take. It goes on for, you know, I feel like it goes on for a couple of minutes. Um, but it's a pretty cool way to start a film, actually. Um, but yeah, I've not seen the rest of that film and I feel like I want to watch it because it's written by Carl Sagan and it's very... Um, based on you know um credible scientific kind of theories um it looks like jodie foster gives a great performance in it um and yeah apparently as well james you might be interested in this dr strange actually uh actually took directly uh inspiration of one of its uh cgi shots one of its special oh. effect shots from a shot in contact when he's going <gasps> well, through we've got to watch it yeah exactly <laughs> when he's going through one of his mad kind of hallucinations there's a shot in it that's a direct kind of like quote if you like of a, the same shot in contact that's cool. uh, which is pretty cool it's, this is completely off uh topic which what's the film that's got the long shot well kind of long shot of where it like follows a girl running through a hallway and it's coming it's pulling back and she's running towards the camera and then there's like a kind of reveal of it then goes into like her opening a glass cabinet to grab Um, some medication i think i feel like that might be contact i thought it was because i thought that was the shot you were gonna say i thought it was from no no no. but that's a really really clever shot because that's just camera trickery that i don't think that's a special effect shot it's just some mad like angles and mirrors oh, literal shit, mirrors yeah it's very clever very good um but yeah that's a cool film it's a cool film i think i think <laughs> um, it turns out it's actually dead mediocre a load of old rubbish matthew mcconaughey's in it as well i'm Who quite a fan of... who said that ben oh of course ben said it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, apart from that, I mean, what else to mention? There's so many, isn't there? There's like... Christian, you haven't said one. Uh, Well, um, we've talked about the X-Files, but I wanted to bring up uh, a film that has David Duchovny in. Oh, yeah, yeah. With a lot of uh, alien creatures. The X-Files And, uh, yes, no. uh, (laughs) And he is... uh, (laughs) Californication. No, no, not that either. And he is... Uh, as he he does end up teaming up with a uh, an intelligent like sort of uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word now. I had it in my head. I had this like speech prepared. Alien. <laughs> no, he he does team up Being. with this uh, intelligent sort of red-headed scientist. Ooh. I'm talking about evolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. You. I see you did. I've not seen evolution. Um, I'm out of it. I I absolutely love evolution. It is more, you know, compared to what everyone else has put forward, it's way more of a comedy. Um, but yeah, it's basically a comedic tale about two uh, sort of university scientists played by Duchovny and Jones uh, who are first at the site of a an asteroid crashing into Earth uh, that nearly ends up killing a trainee firefighter played by Sean William Scott. Um, and then the government take over the site when advanced life starts to form and mm-hmm. rapidly yeah. evolve out of the uh, <gasps> That's asteroid. That's called evolution. <laughs> um, and it's it's just such a sort of bizarre... It's hmm. like very... It, it came out in 2001. It's, it's turning 20 next month. Just saying. Wow. Um, and it's a very like bizarre of its time. Like, you know, Duchovny was still riding the high of the X Files. Uh, maybe actually 2001. Had he? Had he just? Was that was when he was exiting? I'm not sure. Actually, I feel like he stayed in it a bit longer than that. He, he, he was definitely in it, but I know that his character does end up sort of. Dipping yeah, back in the later out, seasons. Yeah. Wait, there's there's episodes like the seasons of Exiles without Mulder and Scully. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's yeah. It the didn't last fucking long. point? Well, that's what the fans said. I think. Tag it and dog it or something like that. <laughs> Tag it and dog it. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> quite have the same ring to it. Yeah, there's a bit, there's a bit where yeah, because like like most American shows, they go on way too long. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it was ba- bait. Both of them. It should have been it, tap and sing. It, <gasps> it should have been. But, um, no, well. no, wasn't it a legal battle? There was like something Duchovny had like slagged off the studio. Oh, how very Mulder of him. Um, and basically demanded more money and they weren't going to give him money. Or he was trying to sue the studio and they were just like, right, you're gone. And without uh, Duchovny there, Gillian Anderson was like, well, I kind of don't want to do it anymore either. That's cool. Yeah, it's played um, by it's played by the T one thousand though. I think it's Dog it. Oh, I just had it then. Dag it. Yeah, it's the guy who plays T one thousand in Terminator Two Judgment Day. Yeah, John Dog it <laughs> replaces Mulder. I think later on. So Christian, why 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 evolution then? What is it about it that sets it? Um, apart? I don't know. Like it's it's one of those films where it's like very early into sort of the next stage of uh, CGI, so. The CGI in it is very nostalgically wonky. Yeah. Like the the aliens clearly had, were like well designed, but they didn't have ju- they they just didn't have the right technology to sort pull of it off. Pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's there's it's sort of a really interesting story um, about uh, the the sort of fast evolution of these creatures and it, it sort of has sort of, there's like a little bit of a basis in science at some points of the film where they talk about their like atmosphere and why they might uh, evolve fast and 
delve a little bit into the science of that. Um, but also, it's just so, a ridiculous 2001 comedy film. I don't, I don't want to say too much, but there is like some over-the-top humour, and the ending of the film and how it all boils down is honestly one of the most spectacular 2001 <laughs> just ridiculous endings I've ever seen. And I still watch this film probably once a year as like a feel-good, I am in the mood to watch this movie because yeah. I love how ridiculous it is. It's definitely a timeless or trash contender. It's Back in, such a timeless or trash In the contender. early days of the channel, I did make a very early thumbnail of it out of excitement. Uh, oh yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. it's a film that I constantly ask people if they see if they've seen. Uh, the only person who I've asked and they've said, "Oh yeah, I've seen that." Was uh, Derek, of course, <laughs> friend of the fifth, channel, the fifth Beetle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's a film that even before we thought about doing this channel, I was trying to get Ben to watch. Yeah, um, that's true. Speaking, you know, of though, like. Aliens being real and the government maybe or maybe not covering it up. It's got some dodgy sequels, but the first Men in Black film is genuinely great. Like a yeah. really good film. I do agree. I do yeah. agree. I re I rewatched it around Christmas because I got my nephew it. Oh, it's great. So, that would be a good time to saw trash, actually. Men yeah. in Black would. I I I recently um, it was like probably during the first lockdown. I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm not in the mood to play any games. You know what? I'm going to watch Men in Black. So I watched <laughs> yeah. Men in Black. And then I watched Men in Black 2. Yeah, maybe not, but you know. I mean, no, no, Men in Black 2 is the good sequel, to be fair. Yeah, Men in Black 2 is, is the good... I've, I've, I, well, I say Men in Black 2 is the good sequel. I've never watched past Men in Black 2. I've never seen 3 or International. I've seen 3. But it was like I saw it in cinemas at the time, like with a group of friends. I just, I, I remember snippets of it, but very little. Yeah. I never even bothered with International. I think it was set in the sixties, and Will Smith kind of goes back in time and meets like a young um, Josh what's his name, Josh yeah. Brolin, yeah, John, good old Thanos. He does a really good Tom it's Lee K, Jones. It? Yeah, it's K, yeah, yeah, J and K, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In the first film, though, the, the sort of ke the chemistry between J and K is great, isn't it? And the so, characters yeah. really play off each other like perfectly. Like the two different personalities. So, it's, like on that level, it's really, really well done. And then you got like a solid concept as well. I thought, mm. it really, I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. By, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Thank you. Yeah, because I was trying <laughs> oh, yeah. to bring this up. He's so good as that, like, cockroach skin thing. suit of the cockroach. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. good. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. It's that grim scene where, like, he drinks, like, that water with loads... Is it loads the of sugar, sugar water? Sugar water, yeah. Yeah. He just tips the entire, like, the <laughs> sugar into Yeah, he's going, like, more. <laughs> more. <laughs> more. Yeah. Like, the, the actress that plays his wife is the best at being, like, kind of, like, oblivious, like, proper yeah. <laughs> nothing going on behind the eyes. She's seen a few things in that yeah. kind of era. Her confused really look is iconic for... Just as he, as she sat there looking confused and disgusted, as he's like spilling this water down yeah, his yeah. mouth. And I, I can't remember what the setup line is. I think it might even be her says something about like, "Oh, your face is a bit off." He goes, "Oh," and just rips yeah. his head yeah. back. Oh, is this <laughs> better? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "Your face is hanging <laughs> off your bones," <laughs> and he just literally off. Is my there bones, a Annie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what a line. Blind <laughs> of the film. We remember we weren't going to mention that, though. So we weren't going to mention, mention that. Film. I didn't mention no, it. No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. That's just a random sentence. <laughs> It's kind of like it's funny that they brought it back because I just don't think there's any real like mileage in that. I, I disagree anymore. entirely. I think the... they, they did so much good world building in that first one. You can, and because it's it's similar to the X Files, you could do it as a show with a monster of the week, a new alien, and all this. Yeah, stuff. if you're creative enough with it, I I think there is mileage I mean... for it. They just I don't by the sounds of it, they went to oh we're flashy, we're cool and new and we're hip rather than just go. Let's just make a Men in Black yeah. film. I mean, previously on the podcast, I had brought up that they did a Men in Black TV show, and it yeah, got four seasons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they mean, could, there's, there's plenty of scope in this. They built enough world yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah, down. Nah, I still don't agree. Though. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the only reason I'm happy that Men in Black International exists is that the Men in Black The Ride in Universal is sick. <laughs> and if they go too long without uh, a film coming out, they'll knock it down, and I don't want that to happen. Now that it, they've put, now that there's a new film out, they, they, you know they can keep it for a few more years. It's a travesty that uh, they didn't do the Men in Black Twenty One Jump Street crossover. That I would have loved cool. that. That was, was that real. real? That was, was it was real because it was part. They, I think they stopped it because of the Sony hack. Oh, like there was e- it was in the it. Sony hack. There was emails about they thought let's do. 21, 23 Jump Street, but it's yeah. Men in Black. Where they I fight would aliens. love to be a fly on the wall in a Sony boardroom because they apparently have some of the most mental ideas for films. Aren't May the movie? Yeah. Um, no one wants to see. Even I don't want to see that. But they, they, they. <laughs> well, did they James green light want to it? See it yeah. <laughs> no, you'd be there at that. midnight. You don't lie. Yeah, you'd still you'd be good. there. I got one. Got yeah, one. I was going to say Ben. You've not said any yet. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Oh, what did you say? That did the Vast of Night. That was it. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't a real one, was it? (laughs) (laughs) It might have been the most. Dad woke up this morning and absolutely chose violence. It was the most real one out of the lot, I think. Okay. okay. What's your second one then? In Star Trek (laughs) 4, there's a UFO where they look like big, giant mini rolls and there's space whales. So that it got to bring up Star Trek. Because you were talking about Voyager earlier. There's the show Voyager, and in the uh, first film, Voyager is a is an element of the plot. So uh, there's only three Star Trek films. James, <laughs> you know what Ben told me the other day. <laughs> and uh, Ben told me the other day talking of Star Trek <laughs> that it's a good thing. <laughs> the theme tune from the next generation is actually from the motion picture. Yeah, like that really surprised me. Yeah, it's I, just kind of revamped a little bit and kind of yeah, sped yeah. up a little bit. But it's from the motion picture. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good. The, I didn't know that because the motion picture was meant to be a TV show, I think, and then it kind oh, of got okay. revamped and rejigged, and they brought the original cast in to make, and then they made it into a film and stuff. I think yeah. if I got it right. Which Star Trek theme is better? What next reckon? gen or original, original oh, series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next gen. I love the next gen theme. The 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 sixty one's very good, sixties kind of fun, and the revamp of it in the uh, in the reboot that James is aware of is is really good. But the next gen theme that's that's so good. Next gen's Picard, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Data and Riker. How, and... how can we only have got two generations of that? You would have thought it's the kind of thing they would have really milked and carried on doing, or did was next gen not? Did no, but they know because what, what you want ne- about. No, no, I know what James. You're talking about the original one with Kirk, well, 
Yeah. Then they sort of rebooted it with Picard. You would have yeah. thought they would keep just going. Like, there are other the, the Star Trek shows. Oh, there is. Yeah. There's Deep Space Nine. There's Voyager and Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. Oh. I'm sure they released. Um, and oh, they've, they've been doing other. They've been doing ones um, recently, haven't they? Um, yeah, the Picard show. Uh, no, Discovery. but I meant like just continuation, like new captains of the Enterprise. Yeah, 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 yeah it, is, the it is. Picard is the captain of the Enterprise. No, but that's what I mean. So they did two sort of reboots like that with a new captain. I would have thought they would keep doing it like Doctor Who. Like they'd keep just no, bringing because, in some new Well, the people. idea was um, at the time, yeah, so Next Gen is the revamp for the Enterprise show. But then they, you know, it's a universe. They, and unlike Star Wars, they went outwards. They explored the galaxy because that's what Star Trek's all about. Uh, new worlds and new civilizations. So Voyager is, the idea was meant to be something different, but Voyager is just Enterprise again. And right. Deep Space Nine is, is something else. Yeah, you don't just do Enterprise every time. That's boring. Try and do something else. I feel like it's sort of almost kind of primed for some kind of reboot, like the the actual Next Generation sort of cast of characters and everything. I feel like it's there Isn't somewhere. Isn't that what Picard is? Yeah, I was going to say, no, how, but I, I mean... will say as well, James, that you do meet other captains of other Enterprises in the show. Right. Okay. So in Next Gen, that's Enterprise D, and you meet Enterprise C. I don't think you meet <gasps> Enterprise B. Um, and before Kirk, Kirk wasn't the first captain of the Enterprise as well. Mm. Also, yes, I, the Picard was meant to be the Picard standalone show. I think it's just going to turn into the next-gen continuation series. I think they can't resist. I think the viewers will go down and they'll go, oh God, <laughs> bring out Riker. Bring them all out. Wheel them out. I think that's what it will become. Probably. Yeah, maybe. It's crap. Yeah, do you reckon there are any plans to do that with the films? Because obviously the films follow Kirk. Do you reckon they'll introduce Picard into these new films? But then again, I don't know if the appetite is there like it was. Like it's it's Star Trek's in a weird place now, brand wise, because it's not like those J.J. Abrams films were pretty good and a bit of a breath of fresh air in terms of like how people viewed Star Trek. Because I remember when it came out, yeah, they, they Star Wars did. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I really, really liked the first Star Trek film. Like, I, I, I don't know how that happened because you wouldn't think because it's very, very sort of a little bit obnoxious and a little bit in your face and everything. It's very J.J. Abrams, but I really did enjoy it and I thought this is actually like really exciting because this was before the Star Wars sequels were announced, and it was between the prequels. <clears throat> oh no, it's just after the prequels. So I really wanted a new space opera type film thing going on with actual ca- like charismatic characters and, you know, fun and action. And that really kind of did that the, the Star Trek film, but then they just ran it into the ground. That third one, that Beyond was really mediocre. The second wasn't, one was Wasn't that the one that JJ Abrams was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing this one." I think it was, yeah. <laughs> this the, I remember really looking forward to the second one cuz it was at the height of Benedict Cumberbatch's kind of ascent to, you know, world stardom or whatever. And I was looking forward to seeing what he'd do in in it. And it was just a little bit flat, I thought, the second one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, it was called Into Darkness, wasn't yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But it wasn't terrible. But it was just one of those where they didn't really take it anywhere interesting. And then, yeah, the third one was just straight mediocre. Because the second one, it, the first one sets up the new characters in a new timeline, off to do new adventures, all new. And then the second one is just a remake of Rathacan. Khan. And it's like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I've done. not seen the second one, but I remember when it came out, there'd been this whole thing of they were like, he's not Khan, he's not, he's some new character, he's not, he's not Khan. Shut yeah. up, he's not Khan. It came out, yeah, he's Khan. 
yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do some Star Trek, like if that JJ was one of Time So Trash or some of the originals. I, I'd look at the originals. I've seen literally the only Star Trek I've ever seen is the first JJ Abrams film. That's it. I love, yeah, I, love, I am the I am the same. I, I'd I'd quite like to take a look at some Star I'd Trek. I'd love to do it. I love Star Trek. It's the thing so is with Star Trek I though, Patrick Stewart. People really liked the next generation, I think, because it was more about it was less about like space and action. It was more about just like it had some mad like ideas for each episode. Like it, it was really philosophical and it yeah. dealt with like yeah, politics. Yeah. And we could apply it to like mo- the modern day life and yeah. how we apply it to actual ourselves. Like some of the stuff in it is proper, like quite deep, <laughs> and it ran for seasons upon seasons upon seasons. And I don't think there's like an appetite or an audience there for like a twenty episode kind of rumination on you know the human condition or whatever Star Trek the Next Generation was. People, that's that's the problem with Picard. They, I think they tried to like make it really broad and make it really like action orientated. When in fact people wanted something else from Captain Picard. We and wanted something the, else we from Star Trek. Picard as an old man just on his vineyard, yeah. just solving <laughs> the problems with the wine. Berries, the grapes, picking the field. Pick of the grapes. The grapes. That's what we wanted. And some, like, maybe he would wander into the local village and there's maybe a bit of a robbery and he's got to talk people out of it. That's that's all he should do as an old man. It was just yeah. this fucking... Oh, I'm not getting into Picard. This wank show. And Discovery is just even... Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, they're, try, they're trying oh to make it into a, into a space action film TV show. And not that's not really what Star Trek oh, is, is it? so... <laughs> um, but Star Trek I think Star Trek belongs on television <coughs> the movies the movies yeah, kind of sure. run themselves Star Trek kind of lives on television it kind of well it's, isn't there the thing where it's like the films really alternate of it's good bad good bad good bad there's never two good ones in a row yeah it did until well it's, it's personal opinion but I it did do that it was the um, even number ones were the good ones mm, and then the, in my opinion the J.J. Abrams one broke it because that was the J.J. Abrams one is an odd numbered one um, but even then, though, some of the the ones that were the odd number one, some of them are all right. Like three's all right, if I remember it correctly. So, it's just me talking about shit. I don't know. <laughs> well, before we move on, um, any special mentions? I'm, I, um, I'm, go on, Christian. I, I did. I did have one. Um, it was one that I was considering bringing up instead of Evolution, but I don't know if I'd recommend this film. I watched it a while ago. Um, just. I don't even remember why I watched it. It was just a film to sit down and watch. Because that's what you do, um, Christian. You watch bad films. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> and it was called Extraterrestrial. Yeah, I've seen uh, E.T. Yeah, it's going to say that's E.T. No, 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 no. It's, it's <laughs> just called Extraterrestrial. It came out in 2014, I think, and is a half-found footage, half-regularly-filmed um alien film but where they tried to sort of re-horrorify the original design of aliens so they're like tall spindly wide-eyed gray men in you know circular flying saucers okay who abduct people They, they, they they sort of tried to bring that back and be like oh we don't need to overcomplicate yeah they yeah. We, we don't need to overcomplicate aliens we can still make them scary while having them with the original sort of aesthetic that they were portrayed with um and it is actually an interesting film there's there, there's some like pretty good moments in it um and 
as someone who quite likes sort of found footage, I did enjoy the sort of found footage sequences where it was them sort of filming the UFO and trying to confirm um, what they were seeing out in... Because I, th- I think they're in this, like, isolated house in the woods, obviously. Rural America. Of course. Um, it's got a very uh, stereotypical setup. There is... Uh, one of the bizarre moments of the film is there is a genuine... You know, I was like, oh, the- these aliens are actually quite scary. Um, th- this film could actually be quite good. What The part where it gets ridiculous is when a few of them do get abducted and they go to rescue their one friend who originally got abducted on the ship and then there's like a five minute anal probe scene and I was like okay um, (laughs) (laughs) you've gone from being like hey yeah we're gonna make like tall grey men scary again to what was essentially a dark South Park sketch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know if I can take this bit very seriously. And then the end of the film is flat out, shot for shot, just the end of Wreck 3. Oh, really? uh, I know none of you guys will have probably seen Wreck 3, but I, re- I watched the end of e- Extraterrestrial and I was like, this is very familiar. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Why? Why is this so familiar?" Um, and it is th- just the end of Wreck Three. Is it like an um, intentional thing, or is it just a? I think it's. I think close... it's an. I think it's an homage to right, Wreck okay. Three, because um, s- spoilers for Wreck Three and for Extraterrestrial. Um, I mean, we- we'll probably end up watching Wreck One and maybe Two at some point on the channel. Wreck Three is—it's not great. Um, but the end of uh, Wreck Three, they walk out of this sort of infected zombie zone, and it's like a bride, and it's a bride and groom who've walked out of their own wedding that's ended up infected, and the military gun them down. And then there's this like panning down zoom shot as they both hold each other's hands and die. Oh, extraterrestrial is Till they death come. Do they e- extraterrestrial is this couple, the only two that survive the aliens, end up back on Earth, are running through the woods and then see the US government and they're like, oh my god, we're saved, oh my god, we're saved. And then the US government spin round and gun <laughs> them down. Classic. And as they both lay on the ground, it does the same pan zoom shot as the guy places an engagement ring into the girl's hand, and then they hold hands and die. Mm. And I was like, "This, this is the That's same weird. ending, <laughs> exactly the same shot for shot." That's really bizarre, isn't it? Is it is it a good film or not? Like extraterrestrial, like extra I'd say. I think it's like an hour and forty minutes. I'd say it's worth the watch for like some of the scenes i that there's probably parts of it that i'm forgetting but i i I didn't finish the film and think god i've wasted my time i finished the film and i was like okay that was it was interesting yeah um and i i like that they tried to sort of re like create fear again in this like sort of very outdated view of what aliens look like Mm. and how aliens work because you know sort of since the 60s and 70s aliens haven't really been like tall grey men or little green men in flying saucers because 
stuff like Ridley Scott's Alien and Predator and all that have kind of been like, oh yeah, we need to over, we, we need to, you know, create different designs for different aliens and it all gets very overly complicated, so they mm. did try They did try something by stripping it back and being like, mm. yeah, we're just going to do bare bones sort of like uh, 1930s, 1940s style aliens. Okay, I, I, it. It, it probably would have been better if they'd have said it in the 1930s and 40s. Yeah, yeah, that would um, be cool. But... Uh, there, there's definitely some stuff they could have done better, but I, I don't think it was a bad film. I, I think there's some good moments. And I was going to say as well, as a Kubrick fan, um, who could forget 2001 Space Odyssey? Um, that's definitely an alien film, if you think about it, because there's not actual aliens in it, although I don't want to say too much. Cause I was going to say, be careful. Because James seen hasn't it. seen it. I and I won't it's say too much. It's definitely an alien film because there's no aliens in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll leave it ambiguous, James. Ooh. There's one shot because obviously this predates uh, CGI, you know, video effects, computer generated stuff. There's one shot where they're in zero gravity and there's a pen floating and it's yeah, a very yeah. simple shot. And now it'd be done with um, a, a computer render of some sort. Then it was done in a very clever way using a big glass plate, wasn't it? That was just well, held. It's a pen. It's a pen floating, but it's a, a character grabs it while not in low gravity. So she's walking across the way. I think, oh, she's just floating a little bit, and she no, grabs she it in front of the camera and takes it. And how do you do that without special effects? And they've just got this big cylindrical, like perfectly clear, transparent glass glass plate that they've stuck a few feet in front of the camera on set. You can't see the edges of it, and they've stuck this pen onto it. So to our to the viewer, it looks like there's nothing there, and this pen's just being suspended, and they're slowly rotating this plate very, very, very slowly, so it gives the impression of movement. And it's just really clever, a nice little she practical effect. It. <laughs> she just takes really it. Cool. And it looks great. It still holds up today. All the effects still hold up, actually. Um, because it's practical filmmaking without yeah. the use of dated special effects, so it absolutely will stand up. It's insane yeah one honorable well honorable mention it's not it is a film but it's not because of the film it's just very famous for aliens and alien invasion war of the worlds mm. very very famous the i was very me and my dad were very excited for the bbc adaptation of it when was that last year the year before um but that was, was really it, dis- it was really nah. disappointing really disappointing mm. really slow really drawn out really boring and in my perfect world i'd like a kind of era accurate to the original story uh, f- like film or show but I would try and incorporate the Jeff Wayne musical music to it because that music yeah. in the musical version is almost as iconic as the original if not maybe more so now and I, I thought if you could kind of like meld the two together bring them together it'd be so cool or just have just the theme of the show or film be the theme of the Jeff Wayne version yeah. it'd be so good the chances of anything coming from Mars yeah yeah it's, yeah or a million miles away or something like that and in the in the Jeff Wayne version, the one I certainly watched it, Liam Neeson is the narrator, and it's like a hologram, and so he's in every show. It's really really cool, and they had like cool. a full size uh, Martian uh, ship in the, the stage show and stuff. It's really really good, and yeah. It's 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 now the time to bring up Titan AE. <laughs> That's another day. <laughs> Battle, Battleship Earth. It's another. Day. Oh, that is another day. <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Sorry, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, not Battleship Earth. <laughs> which, one was ba- which one was Battlefield Earth? That's not the one. No, After Earth's one with the Smiths. 
Yeah, no. Bat, right, bat, yeah. Battlesh- uh, Battlefield yeah. Earth is uh, Morrissey John and <laughs> Johnny Marr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, let's crack on. Let's bring this thing back down to earth, you might oh. say. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about our thoughts on MGN being sold oh, shit, yeah. to Amazon. That's, uh, this news is out of this world. It's MGM, of course, the owners of the uh, James Bond, most famously, I think. I don't think... Uh, I can't think of anything else they're particularly well-known for. James Bond's uh, definitely the... Tom and Jerry. Of course, Tom and Jerry, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, was, I, I didn't even know they did Bond. I knew they did Tom and Jerry, but I had no idea about Bond. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Awesome. They did Rocky. I, MGM's very synonymous with Bond with me, James, because it's in my watching it as a child it's that it's that i it's the logo before the bond movies is the lion so it's just so ingrained yeah, in my see because that's the thing bond. to me it's so synonymous with every time i picture the lion i hear the tom and jerry theme music already playing yeah that's true that's a good point yeah 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 but yeah, yeah amazon bought them didn't they dan amazon bought them i don't know how much for do you guys know how much it for? was eight it was like eight bill it was eight billion dollars which is about five billion pounds that's a that's lot a lot it's mad when you think like lucasfilm went for four billion which you, you'd think you, you'd think lucas although it's got it's a it's generally a bit i suppose but you're paying for bond I suppose, more, aren't you? that's what i mean there's, there's so, more properties in I, there's yeah, more yeah. Shows, there's more shows in movies i, I did um i i did check the other day and I went down a list of like all the franchises that MGM owns and after listing them all off I was kind of like you know what they, they kind of got a deal here for all of the stuff that they now have the rights to oh really yeah um, yeah there's, there's a, a hell of a lot I mean I think it's actually it's a shrewd move from Amazon um, obviously they've got the money because they've got the money to pretty much do anything I mean they've got a space program for, uh, you know they, we're talking about talking of space and UFOs they've got a space program um but I can see uh you know Bond you know obviously this latest Bond film it's kind of been in a state of limbo for what feels like years I think it's literally been over a year now yeah we're yeah. waiting for this film once that comes out I think it's time for the, the whole franchise to actually kind of reflect a little bit and think about the future and what it wants to do with the, that character because there's a lot of scope to carry on and Amazon have just snapped that up and now it's in their hands, isn't it? How do you think they're going to deal with it? I think Bond's curious, yeah, I think, yeah, because it's Craig's last one and they'll they'll get a new... It'll, it'll be a new guy because I think because... The problem is, it's not that like Amazon now have control of Bond. I think I think what I've read is that either, regardless of who owns Bond, the Broccoli's, the fam, the, the Broccoli family, they're people, not like the <laughs> <laughs> not just broccoli plants, uh, sentient broccoli plants. They own Bond, so <laughs> they have like the final say, and they are very much like the traditional Bond is big movies. Mm. I yeah. assume a man. Um, well, but isn't isn't that the idea that? Um... Don't know the actress's name, but the one that was in Captain Marvel was she not supposed to be getting her spin-off? I assume I, I that's going to be something like that. I think she's going to die in the film. I think she'll you be. Reckon? I think in the film, the big deal is I think Bond will have retired. She will be 007 and she'll yeah. die, and so Bond will have to go, kind of go back she in can't and complete die. it. There's no she can die. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, I, th- I think she'll die as well because she's barely in the trailer. 
so she's in like one sequence in a black suit and yeah. a sequence where she meets Bond because Bond teams up with her mm. and she's not in anything else. Yeah. She Are is you dead. <laughs> maybe, I, I was maybe. I was gonna say like I feel like it's one of them things where they put they put quite a few like scenes of her in the trailer, but it when you scan back through it's like she, she's wearing the same outfit all the same appears outfit. to be in the same room all the same location she is I don't know there's, there's one I swear there's like a shot of her pulling away in a car she like lifts some glasses down that's a new outfit there's one where they're walking into MI5 or MI6 and like she yeah, and Money Penny are joking about wanting to shoot Bond recruiting Bond going into MI5 to get Bond on the mission they go on the mission dead maybe, maybe. I very much get the sense of that the shot in her black suit is like final fight no way, first act. You don't reckon? Yeah. It could dead. be. I, I, I fully believe you. I think it's a good a theory. So dead. So dead. <laughs> I think the good thing, though, definitely all of Bond will go on Prime. That's quite cool. I like that, because we, we touched upon this when we were talking off camera the other day. I, I know we shouldn't like this idea of there being a monopoly and all this, but I love the fact that with Disney+, Plus you just get full series dumped on a streaming site. So I'm kind of okay with... Like there being one place to go to find every Bond film. Yeah, that is. It's a good point you bring it up because that is like the question of do Amazon have like the legal right to do this? That's like the same like when Disney bought Fox. Should they do this? Can they do this? Yeah, I think it, they might be yeah. able to because Amazon isn't a film studio. They're not. Te- I don't think they're technically. They, but they a, make a, Amazon Prime original stuff. So yeah, they're, they're, but they're, but they're also like their food, and it's a ordering service it's i don't know if it fully i don't know the law because like there's, there's got yeah, to Dis- be disney's just well disney's also theme park i mean they it? still have there isn't a monopoly because they still have competition you know there's still a lot of competition there's competition from apple there's competition from um moment, from yeah. disney yeah there, there's competition from a lot of people from netflix you know so many different streaming services and content providers if you want to cut what i say but yeah, yeah, we're talking like, the big the big the cheeses is the, the big, big ones yeah yeah and we are, we're running out of opposition here it's, it's yeah. turning into disney versus well it is it, it is everything is becoming a, a, a lot more sort of I, I can see what they're going for i can already envisage like what amazon want to do with like a property like bond is that they want to churn out well they want to they want to make films re- relatively regularly probably not you know too regularly maybe once every three years or because a bond film still needs to feel like an event so you can't have a yearly Bond film, or you can't have like you, it used you to can't be pretty tr- regular, you oh, know. It used to right. be like every or so two years, it was a Bond movie. Or sorry, something. sorry to really put a pause in this, but I don't know if you're able to see it on camera. I just caught a fly. Jesus Christ! On, is that gonna? Can you tilt? Oh, oh, oh! oh. Auto focus. Make sure it's not covering the black. No. I mean, we've got our own Bond in the in the call, guys. <laughs> a, a very own yeah, this is just prime out of the air. content right now. Sorry, sorry for audio listeners. I just caught a fly out. There. <laughs> yeah, he actually did. Impressive. He actually did. <laughs> Can verify that he actually did it. So you actually just pinched the air and caught the fly. It wasn't like, like fingers. I, I grabbed with a full fist and caught it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, it's impressive because that's very impossible. Impressive. Most impressive. Not for me. <laughs> But yeah, yeah re- like, really, um, it's going to come down to if Warner Brothers sells out, it will literally be Disney versus Amazon. Because what, what, what are the big Universal. companies left? Oh yeah. But those, yeah. but those companies and, uh, already feel like small time compared to like Disney and Amazon I, because they're just eating up every every bit of competition, you know. Mm. And it's like they are they, obviously Universal isn't a small company, but it, compared to Amazon, you know. 
Amazon would buy, just buy, Amazon just, just wake I, up and go, right, we're buying MGM, I, and now we've got Bond. It's like, not many people can do that, you know? Yeah, I, I looked it up, and you, you've still got Warner Brothers, mm. uh, Universal, uh, there's Viacom CBS, who Paramount own a bunch of... And Paramount yeah. are like... Uh, they, they were the ones that came to mind when I was thinking about ones that haven't been bought. Isn't, like, Paramount a subsidiary of Viacom? Or something along those lines. Like. Paramount might be a subsidiary of Viacom CBS, but I'm not sure. I'm sure I see um, their Vi- Viacom logo on Paramount. The, the, the only one I could think of who Viacom CBS own is uh, Miramax. Mm. But even then, with stuff like Paramount and Universal to an extent, I kind of forget that a film is distributed by either of those studios until I'm watching it. It happens to come up at the start. I don't think of... Off the top of my head, yeah. I couldn't tell you which film is or isn't Universal Paramount, it's, it, it's, whereas you know a Disney film. I think it's just you have to think about it. Like, like on one hand, like these massive companies coming in and making their own streamer services is it's really good because you get stuff like that wouldn't usually be made. Like you get these TV shows about like niche superheroes. You get stuff like The Mandalorian. You get a bunch of stuff that wouldn't have existed like years ago, and it's great on that level, isn't it? You know, but like then there's just like. The, the worry that like because it's so like in everyone's face constantly like what these companies make like they're just controlling very like what 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 people see and it's just that every single day where we have like the new show you know the the new thing to watch and it's like it's just a bit unsettling that these massive companies are going to get to say oh here's your, your new thing here's your latest show you know and where are the smaller kind of all the smaller voices are drowned out. It's 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 just a bit unsettling. I'm not saying they um, will do it, but that's just my issue with it. You know, well, there's, there's a potential for that, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, more than potential because it already already happens. Like the, the stuff on Disney and Amazon is very broad and very sort of like most mostly. You know, it's very kind of, you know, it's for a specific market, on, and. Uh... Oh. It's not necessarily a good. Sorry, go on, Christian. No, no, I was just going to say it's, it's not necessarily a good thing that we're getting all this proper populist stuff. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's quality stuff or like thought provoking or decent. You know, it just floats to the top because most people like it. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's like great. And what what does it this look like in like ten years? Like, what kind of stuff are we going to be getting served up yeah. if it's just Amazon and Disney giving us stuff? You know, it's what? just going to get dumber and dumber and appeal to more and more people. That's my my worry before we do wrap up uh anyone who's been listening and watching for a while you remember we used to have a little segment at the end of our podcasts where we do like a sort of what if scenario with this or that or would you rather we kind of ran out of ideas for them and we were we were kind of forcing them to fit the topic each week and we kind of realized it was like like i mentioned it was a bit forced so we kind of stopped doing them but if any of you out there have got any like cool what if or would you rather scenarios you think you'd like to see us talk about on the podcast send them into our socials which will be in the link in the description well not link but they'll be in the description yeah. send them to us and we'll you know we'll sift through them and maybe do a few of them if we think that any of them have got legs so yeah get involved comment them message them just or just let us know i was gonna yeah. say as well we've got an email address haven't we we do yes. we do have an email address do, yeah so i'm just thinking you know, especially for audio listeners, but even for YouTube listeners, if you if you want to message us with any questions or uh, even abuse, you know that, <laughs> that that's fine. Uh, send it to our email, which 
we'll link that in the description as well because I'm not totally sure. Yeah, people listening, I'm pretty is. sure it's spacemen from Pluto yt at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, um, today's been a bit of a weird day for the podcast because we have uh, had a spike in audio listeners today, and it's really quite strange. I don't really know where they come from. And I'm kind of a bit skeptical that they're real, but maybe they're not. <laughs> but we had uh, quite a few uh, li- like downloads of our audio podcast today, and uh, we have a few new followers as well, which is cool. Um, so thank you to all Welcome the aboard. New- Welcome <laughs> aboard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, if you guys want to watch the video version of um, the podcast we have the youtube channel that is linked in our channel description on um apple podcasts and spotify um and yeah where am i going where am i going with this who you, am i you're taking I us home mate Take i'm taking home. us home remember to like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube and that's about it really yeah, thanks guys rate us five stars on apple and spotify rate us five stars or keep coming back Four stars, if you no. want. No, no, no. Five star, five we'll star, five star, five star, five star. Five, yeah. five okay. star is honest. Don't rate us unless it's five star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. Right. <laughs> but for now, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you, guys. We've been the Spaceman from Pluto. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. See you next time.